you know what separates the Kanye Wests and the Walt Disney's of the world from normal artists? On today's podcast, we are going to explore it and find out. We're going to help you break the cycle of creativity. Hey guys, hope you're doing awesome today. I hope you're having an amazing day and I hope that you are inspired today. I know that a lot of us, we're in a season of life where things are just super weird right now. And I just want to encourage you today, man, God has you right where he wants you. He's not surprised by the racial tensions that are in our world, the pandemics that have plagued us. And he's not surprised that they happened. And he's also not surprised that you're in the seat that you're in leading and stewarding in this season. So Wherever you're at today, I want you to lean into the fact that God knew you were going to be there. Not only did he know that, he actually planned it, and he's excited to have you there. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the creative cycle. And um, the creative cycle is a really interesting concept that, that we came up with a few years ago. You know, the the fact is that a lot of times we are don't realize that that the creative cycling and, and, and cycling is actually a big part of our lives. And and, and cycling actually comes through psychology. And in a cycle, what you might realize in, in your life is that you find yourself having the same arguments over and over and over again. And the reality is you're having these arguments, not because um, they start that way, but that's where they always end. So like, I'll give you an example. My wife and I might get in an argument and we're arguing about me turning left when I was supposed to turn right. And in the end of the argument, it's about me not being valuing her or caring about her or, or listening to her. I turned left. It wasn't like I did this major thing where I don't value her or listen to her, but we always end up back in the same place because that's how the cycle works. And I think for, for creative people, we also have that, that moment. And um, we, one of our daughters was born with some really crazy things in her life. She was born with kyphoscoliosis, bilateral club feet, um, and, and a rare disease that about 80, 80 people in America have at a time um, that does not allow her body to produce collagen the same way that it does for normal people. And she had to have several surgeries in her life very early on. In fact, she had five major surgeries before she was five years old. When she was three years old, during one of the surgeries, she woke up. Now, I don't know about y'all, but that even just the thought of it, talking about it, even saying it today scares me to think that she woke up during the surgery, right? Like, oh my gosh, how crazy is that? Well, what happened when she woke up during that surgery is it actually triggered some dormant emotional and behavioral issues in her life. And we went through a season of our life um, where every 20 minutes to two hours, she would completely cycle. She would lose her mind. She would lose control. She would not be able to control her emotions at three years old, she wasn't able to talk. She wasn't able to articulate what was happening. She would fight, scream. There were We had so many babysitters who got beat up and wouldn't want to come back just because she wasn't able to handle and process the cycles of emotions that she was going to and going through. It was a really, really crazy season in our life. Now, I want to close the loop on that for you. Life is a lot better now. We've gotten her some help. She's She has a great counselor. Um, she has some medication that really helps her balance herself out a little bit. And, and God has been very kind and gracious that our life has, has evened out a little bit. But it's another example of cycles. Sue Johnson is a leading voice in EFT relationship therapy. And she talks about cycles like this. She says that a negative cycle is a repeating pattern of negative behaviors, thoughts, feelings that cause distress. 
it's us getting into a pattern that sometimes is negative. Today, we're going to take a look at a cycle. And that cycle is a cycle that I believe every creative person deals with. And not only are we going to talk about the cycle, but we're going to talk about how to beat the cycle. So I want you to do a little art therapy with me if you can. If you're driving or you're on the treadmill, you probably can't do this right now. Um, But if you're not, I want you to engage with me like this. Take out a piece of paper. And on that piece of paper, I want you to draw a circle about the circumference of a softball. Okay. On that circle, I want you to put dashes at 12, 3, 6, and 9. It's going to kind of look like a scope. I'm not a big hunter. I know you're going to be shocked by that, guys. But I want you to draw the, the circle and put those, those, little, those little dashes at 12, 3, 6, and 9. Okay. At 12 o'clock, right on the top, I want you to write the word creative. Okay. And creative is, is what we were all born to do. And some of you have heard me talk about this before. Some of you haven't. But I believe that we were all born to be creative. And I'll do another podcast on this in the future. The same tests that are given to astronauts, scientists, and engineers to grade out their creativity have been given to five-year-olds in kindergarten. And 98% of the kindergartners grade out at genius level creative. When you graduate to 18, 16-year-olds, all of a sudden you find that the median age 31 of these testings, 2% of people grade out as creative. Now, create that doesn't mean that creativity disappears from, from five years old to 31. It means that we stop doing the things necessary to, to, to be our creative best. And, and not only do we stop doing the things that we need to do to be our creative best, along the way, we actually lose a, a lot of our, of our, our courage. Uh, Joshua 1.9 is a verse on courage that is, it's really a core verse for me. It's, it's a life verse for me. It's something that, that matters to me in a big, big way. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear for the, I'm the Lord, your God, and I'm with you. We were made in God's image. We were made to be creative. Fear, doubt, insecurity, confusion, those all come with being creative as well. Part of the problem with being creative is we've never fit in in the first place. Why would we think it would change when we became professionals? And so we have a responsibility to find courage in our uniqueness to actually share new ideas. Creativity at its most basic, when you boil it down to the most raw essence, is ideas and solutions. Now, creativity can become a lot more than that, and we'll talk about that at at another time. But at its basic raw essence, it's ideas and solutions. We have a responsibility to lean into our ideas and solutions and to share them. And that takes courage. A lot of times it takes courage because way too much of our personal identity gets trapped in our ideas. And so we're afraid that when someone actually rejects one of our ideas, they're rejecting us. And that's not true. When you have a clear understanding of who you are and who God created you to be, you're able to give ideas away with more courage and with more uh, strength and without as much fear in your life because you know that God's defined you, not somebody else. On the creative spot, on on our little sheet, our little circle, at the very top, we're talking about being creative. You're going to lean into being the creative person God called you to be, and you're going to have the courage to share those ideas. And when those ideas get shot down, that's okay. You're going to lean into it and you're going to share the next idea and the next one and the next one. And then all of a sudden along the way, somebody's going to go, oh my gosh, I really like that idea. And at that point, you've beat the fear. You've taken the risk and it works. And they they like the idea. and They're going to help you execute the idea. And all of a sudden, boom, we have these amazing results to the idea. 
And man, do we love that moment, right? Like we're feeling it in that moment. We're trying to hold on to that moment. We are, we got our swagger back. We're like, yes, I'm creative. I remember this now. This is awesome. Not only am I creative, but I'm creative and it worked. And you're walking down the hallway and people are like, man, that new graphic is dope. Or, oh, that song that you just wrote is amazing. Or I've never been led in worship the way that you led me in worship this weekend. Or man, that idea that you had, it helped us raise an extra $500,000 for the building campaign. Oh my gosh, it is so intoxicating to be to be valued for your ideas. But again, just like when you're in the creative mode and you're trying to find the courage to share your idea, you cannot allow the praise for your idea to become your identity either. Okay? Now what we know to be true is we never want to lose this feeling. So we start figuring out how do we replicate this feeling over and over and over again. And I watch church teams do this all over the country every week. We start to mimic and emulate and manipulate the last idea we had rather than coming up with a brand new idea to propel us into the future. So you've moved now from create to succeed and succeed is where all of what I just talked about happens. Then you move to the next stage of the cycle, which is the six o'clock on our dial, the very bottom, and that's manage. Now, I'm not talking about project management, okay? Anyone who knows me knows that I'm a, I'm a sucker for a great project manager. I am terrible with details. I am actually probably the worst person you ever met with details. In fact, I'm so bad with details, y'all, that I had a meeting that was scheduled for Thursday at 2 o'clock, and I showed up on Tuesday at 2 o'clock. That's how bad I am with details. So I'm not against project management. The, the type of management I'm talking about is the management of your old idea. It's the, the, the management of taking that old idea, putting a new skin on it, and reusing it again so that you can replicate that feeling that you had when you succeeded. When you're in the management zone, you stop taking risks. Um, you're at the opposite end of creating. You're at the polar opposite space. You're no longer creating. You are replicating and duplicating. Uh, you're more concerned about how to keep an idea on the forefront than finding a new idea to take us to a new frontier. In, in the management zone, creative people all, all very frequently will lose the essence of who they are. They, they lose the, the core competency of why they do what they do. And we become consumed by managing this past idea, and it forces us to disconnect. I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm, I live in Nashville, Tennessee, as most of you guys know. And Nashville used to be Music Town, USA. And there still is a lot of music here. But there's a lot of books and authors here, too. And several years ago, I was talking to one of my friends and he wrote a book and it was really, really successful. And actually he's written several books that are very successful. And this one book specifically got very successful for him. And he started to turn the, the book idea into a business idea and it became bigger than just the book. He was in my office one day and I was like, hey man, tell me, uh, tell me about what's next. Like what's the next book? Who's going to write the next book? What are you, or you're going to write the next book, obviously, but what, what's the next book going to be about that you're going to write? And he's like, man, I, I don't know. I haven't even thought about books. I'm so busy managing this business that I haven't even thought about the next book yet. And I was like, man, that's really sad. He's like, why is that sad? I'm making more money than I've ever made. And, and, and I'm really excelling through this idea. And I said, man, you know what? A lot of people can manage an idea, but very few can create an award-winning idea. And you have the gift. You've done it multiple times. You've written books that people like to read and that they buy. A lot of people can manage your idea, but not many people can write the next idea. And he was like, wow, I've never thought about it like that. A couple of weeks later, he called me and he said, okay, 
Our conversation propelled me. Here's what the next book's about. It was a pivotal moment, I think, for his life, but it was definitely a moment for my life where I realized the power of the management spot on the cycle of creativity. And when we get into the management spot, we start to rob ourselves from the thing that we were designed and created to do. So if you're in that management spot today, I want you to to use this as a wake-up call. Now, here's the reality. When you get to the management spot, usually you need a little bit of a kick in the pants to get you out of that spot. So we talked about creative was the number one spot on our cycle. Succeed was the three o'clock spot on our cycle. Manage was the six o'clock spot on our cycle. I want you to do do me a favor on your diagram at the create spot right above the 12 o'clock. I want you to draw a line on the outside, past succeed, past manage to the nine o'clock spot. Now, before I tell you what the nine o'clock spot is, I want to tell you what that line represents. It represents one of two things. The first one is the cooler, fresher, doper, sexier, more awesome, more amazing idea that just came and passed you on the fly, but it got your attention. And as you watch that idea pass you on the fly, you probably thought, I could have come up with that idea. And if you're really honest with yourself, you probably thought, I could have done that idea better. But you didn't. And you didn't because you were in management mode. You weren't in creative mode. The other thing that that line can represent is it represents the morning that you wake up and you go, oh, I have to go to work today and continue to manage this idea. When did I stop being creative? How did I stop being creative? Why did I stop being creative? Well, when you're going to stop being creative is right now because that line propels you into the nine o'clock spot on our cycle. And the nine o'clock spot on our cycle is called desperation. And desperation is the spot where we start to feel the juices get going in our body again. Our blood starts pumping. We start looking for inspiration everywhere. We start dying and driving towards coming up with a new idea. And we understand that great art isn't born in pixie dusk. It's born in tension. And we know that creativity is muscle and it's not magic. So we have to start doing the exercises again to reinvigorate our creativity. We're going to get back to who we were born to be. We're going to get back to who we were made to be. We're going to let go of managing and we're going to get back into the gym creatively. And we start exercising. We start doing the things that inspired us and we start to feel alive and we start to write things down and we start to listen to music and we start to be inspired and we start to spending time with God, our creator, like Matthew 6, 6 says, and getting alone and, and, and shifting from performance to acceptance of who he's calling us to be. And in that moment, we start to feel it happen. A new idea is emerging. A new idea is boiling. And all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I have another idea. I'm starting to create again. This is what I was passionate about. And in that moment, we move from the nine o'clock spot of desperation on our cycle to the 12 o'clock spot of creating again. And we get back to creating. And this time we have a little bit more resiliency in us. We have a little bit more passion. Our fear's a little lower because we've seen what can happen. And we've also felt the pain of losing creativity. So we get more comfortable sharing our next idea. And we're, we're less hurt when our idea is rejected. And we share another one. In fact, we start to make it rain ideas. And then when somebody likes one of our ideas and they're like, hey, I'm going to help you. And they help us execute the idea. And the idea succeeds. And we're back to the three o'clock spot. But this is a crossroads for us. What are we going to do? Are we going to follow the pathway that we have in the past? Follow the old cycle and go from create to succeed to manage and get to the place where we're forced to 
lose a little bit of our identity and get kicked in the pants to move to desperation? Or are we going to do something completely different? I want you to draw on your little circle. I want you to draw a straight line from create to succeed, from succeed to desperation, and from desperation to create. It's a triangle, and it breaks. It breaks the cycle. And this is the this is the break that that the Walt Disney's of the world, the Kanye Wests of the world, the Pharrell Williams of the world. This is where they they learn to live. They learn to live in the cycle of create, succeed, desperation create again. They stay out of the management zone because the management zone is really, really unhealthy. It's really, really scary. It costs you. So how do you get across the line? There's really two ways to get across the line. Okay. The first one is you're forced, you force yourself across the line. And this happens because you have a ridiculous amount of self-awareness that good is the enemy of great. And to do great stuff, it takes risk, faith, resilience, reliance on God, and a ridiculous passion. You know you have to get across this line because you don't have a choice. You cannot succumb to management again. For for most of us, it's really, really hard to to find the self-awareness to get across that line on our own. So another way to get across the line is to have someone push you, lead you, or help you across the line. I'm going to tell you another story. I have a friend, and he leads an amazing worship team. And this worship team, when it comes to skinny jean, rock and roll, white people, Hillsong United style worship, he's amazing at it. And his team is amazing at it. And one day I asked him, I was like, hey, man, what are you going to do when things change? And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, before everybody did amazing rock and roll, skinny jean, white people worship, we did orchestral music and we had had print music and there was amazing leaders who would go into the choir room and they would lay out all the sheet music on all the music stands. And then one day a kid showed up in the to, to worship practice with an electric guitar and a U2 CD and changed everything. What are you going to do when a kid shows up into your performance environment with a drum machine and, and a dope rapper and it changes your entire worship experience? We always have to be looking for what's next Because part of crossing that line from succeed to desperation is identifying that we're letting go of the last idea and we're desperate for the next idea. So over the course of the next few weeks, my friend and I, we did a little exercise where we started implementing rap music into our worship. And I'm not saying that you have to have rap music in your worship. This is just the exercise that we did. And people really started to like it and it ended up working and it ended up teaching that team a new tool. You have the responsibility to make sure that as a leader, you are moving from creating to succeeding, succeeding to desperation, but that you are also taking your team from succeeding to desperation so that they can come up with their best ideas. Now, the fuel to get across that line sometimes is unique to find, and I think it's found in two areas. I think it's found when you realize that you get to do ministry, you don't have to do ministry. You get to create, you don't have to create. When you stay around passionate people, your passion grows. When you're driven by vision and the opportunity and you cast vision like crazy, it removes a, this is just good enough to this is what we have to do. We never want to be in a get it done environment. We always want to be in an environment that's looking to improve upon week after week our experiences, especially in church or in your business. 
If you, you, you want every customer interaction to be getting better than the last one. It doesn't mean that they're all equal. It just means that we have to know and be able to identify how we're growing. That's the first one. The second one is remembering that you were called to this. You were positioned in this moment. And like I said at the beginning, God knew you were going to be in this moment. Not only did he know you were going to be in this moment, he planned for you to be in this moment. And you take that so seriously that you realize that you can't quit. Now, I'm not talking about you can't quit your job. I'm talking about you can't quit being creative. You can't quit being creative because that's who God created you to be. That's what you have now accepted the mark of the creative and you are going to stay in the image of the God who created you and continue to create. You're going to continue to come up with solutions. You're going to continue to solve problems. You're going to continue to come up with ideas. And when you realize you can't quit doing that, it's the fuel to help you move from succeeding to desperation. So guys, I hope today, maybe the cycle of creativity gave you a little bit of a glimpse of maybe where you and your team bog down from time to time, and maybe a few tools and resources to get your team back into the space of creating the best stuff and the best stuff for your church. I'm so honored that you spent time listening to this podcast. It blows me away that you guys have been liking it, sharing it, posting about it on social media. It's probably my favorite thing when I see somebody post about what they learned from my podcast. And I'm honored that you guys take the time to do that. And and I encourage you, keep doing it. Keep sharing the story. Let's build a tribe. Let's build a, a group of people that are committed to creativity in the church and committed to coming up with the best ideas and the best solutions to the problems so that we can tell the most important story ever told. We'll be back next week. I'm so glad you joined us. Thanks for tuning in to the Blue Collar Creative.